0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer. All lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello everyone. I am Matt Williamson. Follow me at Williamson NFL. How's everyone doing this fine day? Happy holidays to all. Um Today's pod, first half of it, we're going to kind of introduce you to the Seahawks. Very interesting team. They're playing pretty well. Um, Quick break, and then I want to talk a little bit of draft stuff with you. You know, just something to kind of throw you out there, get you some names to be aware of. So Seattle has now won two in a row after a four-game losing streak, and that four-game losing streak was against, like, the best teams in the league. It was the Niners twice. I mean, there was stud murders row. The Steelers are 3-3 three and three on the road, and they will finish out the regular season, of course, going to Baltimore. So their home games are done. The Seahawks are 5-2 and two at home, really tough place to play, and will conclude their season on the road in Arizona. Pittsburgh has been outscored by 34 points a season. Seahawks have been outscored by 32. After being plus 3 in turnover differential last week, the Steelers are now tied with Baltimore and Tampa at plus 10. That's the best in the league in turnover ratio. Seattle's at plus 3. Uh, Pittsburgh is 24 takeaways, just two behind the league lead and their 16 interceptions is only three behind the league lead. Only the Cowboys have turned the ball over less than Pittsburgh. Seattle only has 16 giveaways this year, which is seventh best in the league. They only lost four fumbles all year while Pittsburgh's only lost five. The Seahawks only held the ball for a little over 26 minutes last week in Tennessee. For the season, they are last in the league at 27.06 and just 2758 over their past three games. Sears are better, but not tremendously better. They're at 2845 for the season and twenty-nine oh three over their past three. I think ball controls will be really important in this game, especially for Pittsburgh. The Steelers' 24 points in the first half last week was the highest point production by Pittsburgh in a single half by the Steelers since 2016. Pittsburgh have scored 30-plus points in one game in each of the past two seasons. Both of them were the home game against Cincinnati. Probably not a fluke. The Steelers' opponents have thrown for 698 more yards and nine more passing touchdowns in Pittsburgh this season. Seattle's opponents have rushed for 590 more yards than the Seahawks and 10 more rushing touchdowns while averaging a half yard more per carry than the Seahawks. However, the Seahawks produce 229.3 passing yards per game and allow 229. So they're dead even basically in passing ratio, um, but really bad in run ratio. Seattle's opponents have run 114 more offensive plays than Seattle this year compared to Pittsburgh's opponents running 72 more. I mean, 72 more is a full game worth of plays. 114 is close to two. League average for turning a set of downs into a new set of downs is 70%. The Steelers' offense has accomplished this at a 65% rate. Only three offenses are worse. But Seattle's defense allows a 73% rate. Only six defenses are worse. On the other side of the ball, the Seahawks offense converts at 70%, which is league average, and Pittsburgh's defense is at 69%, but only five defenses are better. Seattle's opponents are converting 46.8 of their third downs compared to 35.5 from the Seahawks offense. You can see the trend here. Mason Rudolph, 6-4-1 as a starter for the Steelers. Seattle has committed more penalties than all but two teams, and Seahawks have more penalty yardage against them than any other team. And only four teams have a greater overall penalty yard discrepancy in a negative fashion. No team in the league has fewer pre-snap penalties than Pittsburgh. Well, you know, that might blow you away. No team in the league has fewer pre-snap penalties than Pittsburgh. Everyone's barking at them. Oh, look at all the stuff they're doing pre-snap. Wrong. They're still best in the league at it while only five teams have more than Seattle pre-snap penalties. Per EPA, only four teams have faced a more difficult schedule this year than Seattle. You know, i about that four-game stretch, but overall, it's been a tough skid for them. Folks, the only people that don't have time off this time of year are pro athletes and the folks at Bet Online. With NFL, bowl season, and the NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering information available you need with both desktop and mobile access. It's super easy to use. Head there today and get into the action. Remember to use our promo code. B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Mike Renner put out his top 100 uh, list of draft guys. Renner does good work. He used to, I used to do a podcast once a week with him when he was a pro football focus. Now he's out on his own. But I just wanted to introduce you to some of the corners. It's a good corner class. I think it's a good group for the Steelers. There's not a sauce. Gardner, Jalen Ramsey, surefire top six or seven overall corner. But there's a lot in the neighborhood the Steelers will be likely picking, you know, somewhere between 13, 23, something like that. But there's a lot of them with size, a lot of them that it would be really good compliments, it looks like, to, to Porter, really. So. Scrolling through his list of his top 100, there's none in the top 12, but his first corner is Nate Wiggins from Clemson. He's 6'2", 185. Some of these guys will be playing, obviously, next Monday. There's no Monday Night Football next week for the college playoffs, so some of these guys will obviously be on great teams, but he's not quite as strong as you want at this point, but he's a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. Wiggins from Clemson. The biggest name guy, and he's got the coolest name, Kool-Aid McHistory from Alabama. 6'1", 195. Um, He's played quite a bit of football. He he started as a freshman for the Crimson Tide. That's pretty darn good. Press corner. um, He's going to go pretty high. I mean, and I'm sure the Steelers will be really interested. One of my favorites is Cooper DeJean from, it might be DeJean, from Iowa. He's 6'1", he's 207, Big physical, could play safety, could be a power slot for you. He's even a great punt returner. I mean, he's a multifaceted athlete. I mean, he has can do all sorts of things would fit on this defense. Perfect. So you're going to hear me talk about him quite a bit from Iowa. Next corner up is another Bama dude. So if you're watching that Bama game, pay attention to both corners. Terry and Arnold, he's six foot 196, another guy with size. Um, he plays hard. I mean, he he, he, he handles slot duties because he comes up in tackles and blitzes. Uh, he can play outside, but probably be, best projects is I high, high-end slot, which the Steelers absolutely need. Uh, the next one up is 33 on the list. Those guys were all in the top uh, 24 overall. So you would think how the season's going for the Steelers, one or two of them would be picked through, maybe three. One or two of the ones we talked about at this point would be available to pick from. And obviously, the combine and things like that will help shake out these orders. But Georgia has another guy too, Kawami Lassiter. He's six foot 180. But Renner talks about how strong he is, even though he's only 180 pounds and nasty. I mean, he has a lot of these guys have <laughs> some real physicality to them. They're not a lot of. You know, ankle biters or, you know, guys that are not excited to tackle. And that's true for this next guy, too. Like, this is a name I want you guys to know is Quinion Mitchell from Toledo. Steelers have serious ties to the Mac. They have great connections there. He's the strongest corner in this class, and he just beat up on Mac receivers. So I hope he goes to senior bowl. I mean, he's definitely in the first round mix. He has him as a 35th overall prospect, thinks he's going to run in the low four threes. He's got a lot going for him, except he didn't play at Bama and, you know, bang with those guys as much. Um, another name you probably know is Porter's teammate from a year ago is Caitlin King from Penn State. He's 5'11", 190. Um, Renner and many others have said his 2022 tape was better than his 2023 tape So, Twitch, feisty, but, you know, didn't make many plays on the ball this past year, is the big knock. Another guy that's been in the public eye for a long time is Ohio State's Denzel Burke. Highly recruited, of course, 6'1", 190. Uh, He's been starting since he's a true freshman for for Ohio State. Um, Guess he didn't have a great sophomore year, but bounced back big this year. He has him as his 46th overall prospect. And that's about it in the top 50. DJ James from Auburn, he has 55th. Josh Newton from TCU, he has 58th. Um, And Enos Rakestraw from Missouri is a guy that I've seen in several top 50s, top 32. I think Mel Kuyper has them pretty high. So just wanted you to get to know some of these names, uh, especially at that position. Along those lines, I was thinking about doing all these, and maybe, and we definitely will over the next couple of weeks, but it's a really good and deep wide receiver, offensive tackle, and that can certainly be in the mix for the Steelers' first round. And that, that corner class, I think, sets up quite well for the Steelers as well. All right, talk to you tomorrow. Over and out.